Welcome back to another episode of Black Goddess Healing and Manifestation. And my apologies, I know I am late with this episode. And honestly, I'm not sure how long it's going to be. Um, I will tell you this past full moon has drained me, okay? Uh, <laughs> and I want to come to you all with good energy and great information. So I'm going to do my best. Um, I didn't want to leave you without an episode, um, you know, for too long. So we'll have a talk tonight. And I have to tell you, I have something exciting coming our way soon. I will let you all know, um, but I'm hoping to have a great interview with someone that is going to just drop some knowledge on us, okay? Hopefully about hoodoo and the history of it. Hopefully a little bit um, about, how do I say it? I don't know if I want to give too much away, <laughs> but good juju, um, good mojo, um, and connecting spirituality to magic, okay? So I'll leave it at that. So I am hoping um, that we can share in that uh, great conversation soon. And before we get into our topic, I always have to say thank you to my Patreons over there, our tribe. We just had Lolly uh, Locks join us, as well as um, Jamisha join us. So thank you guys for continuing um, your support and pulling us together as a tribe. We know that we need that support to be on this journey, to have a collective that we can reach out to, that we can communicate to, and also just to have a better, I guess, access in terms of how I am reaching you all and sharing the information that I'm coming in contact with that I think could be helpful to others as I go on my own journey. So um, I'm constantly posting things. Um, like I said, this week has probably been a little bit slower than typical, um, but I do want to continue to post uh, weekly. I'm sharing some books that you all may be interested in over there. Um, also, we completed our camp. I'm going to see if I'm going to continue the camp um, going into September. Obviously, I haven't started it yet for September, um, but I do want to explore. I don't know. I like how it went well, um, but I think I might want to switch it up a little bit. And also, I'm posting some things for different products. Uh, I have been reached out uh, by some companies for various things that they want to share. I will be sharing that um, information more with you soon. I do want to experience it myself before bringing it to you all. Um, and I am excited to be able to do that. All right, so let's get into some of our um, discussion for this evening. Um, like I said, I'm not sure how long we're going to go into this because I do have some exciting topics coming up, um, but I wanted to reach out and touch base with you all and see how everything is going and how everyone's faring with the full moon energy. We, we're pulling out of it now, um, but that full moon in Pisces, I Pisces um, is my moon sign, so I think it kind of hit me a little bit, but in any case, um, I reached out to our tribe 
Black Goddess Healing Tribe over on Patreon, and I asked them, what topic do you think I should talk about next? And so I'm going to touch base on some of these topics. I do think um, some, some of them require more time and dedication that I do want to give, but I am going to talk a little bit about them. The first topic, um, and Jamisha, thank you, Jamisha Love, uh, for sharing this idea um, about sisterhood and healing wounds and how we can connect authentically with our fellow goddesses. That is so important, right? Because if we are trying to tap into our divine feminine and connect to the vibration of others that um, could bring us support and love and help us to ascend on this journey, there are, we have to be honest, there are wounds that we need to heal, right? There are things that have been done to us by, if if you are female, if you are, right, other females, um, that sometimes could feel unforgivable. And sometimes it could feel like um, those that you seek support from are in terms of being um, your female counterparts are the ones perhaps you feel like you can't trust and you can't lean on. We have to change that, right? We have to shift it. And I believe we are. I, I do believe we are. I see that shift happening. But one thing that we have to do is to not hold judgment, right? Things happened based upon where we were and who we were during those times. And there are some people that you will have to let go, right? But even in the case of you letting them go, you have to be in a space where you can still heal from those experiences in order to continue to bond with other goddesses, right? Accept that person for where they were. Believe who they are the first time, right? Isn't that what Maya Angelou told us, right? When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. So we hold ourselves accountable as well right, with who we allow in our space and who we give energy to. So we have to learn from those experiences and we have to not hold judgment against ourselves and say, hey, I did the best I could during that time, but now I know, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Now I know what I need to do and I know how to protect my energy. And if you're unsure about how to protect your energy, ask your ancestors, ask your guides. Just say out loud, protect me and remove anything that doesn't serve me, right? Place a shield around your your body. You move your hands across your body, over your head, over your ori, uh, all around you, and, and ask for protection. Ask for anyone that you encounter, that you bring into your space, does so with a pure heart. And know that your, your spiritual family, that connection, is there. 
it's going to be there. And you'll know who they are, right? You'll know who they are and you'll know who not to allow in. So trust your intuition. Those wounds that are there from those experiences, ask for healing. So I do want to let me go into a little bit about how to identify those wounds, okay? How to locate where that that pain might be. Because that those experiences could be what some may call trauma, right? I call it traumatic because it's trauma to the divine feminine. And I need you to heal and you need me to heal so that we can all heal. Uh, I'm trying to think of, I can't remember her name and that, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, I have some challenges with this at times, but I heard someone talk about the chakra levels, um, in terms of levels of trauma and for instance, um, and I'll say trigger alert, if anyone's had any traumatic experiences, um, I don't want to trigger anyone, but anything having to do with a sexual nature and that type of trauma may be at that sacral level of trauma, um, as well as the root and the heart chakras, right? So consider um, where you may have experienced a trauma and start from there, okay? So, um, let's say beyond sexual trauma, let's say that there's trauma um, in terms of anxiety and, and your nervous system. That to me starts at that sacral level, okay? Um, if there is someone that maybe there was a loss and they left you or a friend kind of backstabbed you, you feel that in your heart, right? In your chest. So work on healing that heart chakra on up. All right. So those are, there is a connection um, to your chakra levels. And if you're not familiar with the chakras, um, I do have some things posted on Patreon on that um, uh, and how to release blocked chakras. Okay. So that's one way you can heal from the relationships that you may have from the past, especially with other females, so that we may continue to heal and bond with each other. All right. So tapping into those various chakra levels, I posted a chart on how to know what chakra is blocked so that you can release that. Um, and, and I will say, doing a releasing ceremony for yourself, um, you know, for sending off those that may have caused you pain, sending compassion their way, compassion to yourself, compassion to um, your inner self for healing, and connecting with your higher self, with your Orient, asking your higher self to connect with your spiritual team, your ancestors, and the divine to all conspire for your healing, okay? And with that, I'm going to go to our next topic. Okay, so thank you um, for that topic, Jamisha Love. Melinda wanted to talk about African spirituals, right, and tapping into, um, I would say, you know, I'm not exactly sure what Melinda was referring to with Africa, African spirituals and tradings, but what I wanted to talk about was um, decoding the lyrics in some of the African uh, um, 
spirituals, right, from the Black church that you may still hear and what they really meant. What did they really mean to our ancestors? So I, I have this sheet. If I, I'm going to try to post it in our show notes. Um, but this is a wonderful tool that I located. And it doesn't talk about specific songs per se, but it goes into the lyrics and the verses. And it tells you what the, ly- the literal meaning was and what the coded meaning was. Okay, so let's go over a few of them. Okay, so you may be familiar with this song that goes swing low. I'm not going to sing for you all, but swing low, sweet chariot, right? So swing low means come down. Literal, that's the literal meaning, to come down. The coded secret meaning is come into slave-holding states. Come into slave-holding states. Our ancestors coded those Christian spiritual songs so that they could communicate with each other. And I think a lot of us know that, but I never really delved into decoding songs at this level. I know what some of them means, wade in the water, right? But um, let's go a little bit further. Sweet Chariot is a heavenly vehicle. The coded meaning is the underground railroad. So come into slaveholding states through the underground railroad. Coming forth to carry me home, they meant take me to freedom into the northern states or Canada. So as our ancestors were singing these songs that may have sound like they are just waiting to get into heaven, right? They're just waiting to... Um, pass away so that they can see their maker, they were talking about freedom, going to the north and going into Canada. Let's go a little bit further. Um, so a band of angels coming after me, right, is a group of angels coming after me. That means workers on the underground railroad, excuse me, <laughs> the underground railroad coming to help me. And, and I take that back. I, I said before that this was going into specific um, lyrics and not one song, but now I see as we're talking about it, it is mostly just one song um, that we're breaking down for, for this specific segment. Let's go over a few others. I'm sometimes up, I'm sometimes down, right? What does that mean? I have good days and I have bad days. And then, but still my soul feels heavenly bound. That meant, but I know, I will soon escape north on the Underground Railroad, okay? Um, So as they're talking about angels, as they're talking about the River Jordan, right? In the River Jordan, they were talking about um, going over the Mississippi or the Ohio River, right? So they were really coding their their music. And I spoke about how our ancestors had to hide so much in terms of their spirituality, right? Not just the lyrics of songs to be able to get uh, through to the north, but also their spirituality, right? Their spirituality and how even they would have statues. Let's say 
uh, of the Virgin Mary. And inside that hollow statue, they would place objects that had true meaning to them for their African spiritual practices. So thank you all for those topics. I hope to delve into them a little bit further. Like I said, I didn't want this to be too long, um, but I just thought that those were two great things to talk about. I encourage you as you're looking into um, African spirituals and the practices of our ancestors, break down those songs a little bit further. Go into some more resources to really look into um, the meaning of things because I think it'll open your eyes in terms of, listen, um, perhaps my ancestors were devoted to a certain religious practice, so I thought, what were they really trying to tell us? What messages did they really have for us? So take time and educate yourself so that you can make the best decisions when it comes to your own spiritual practices and you can better connect with them. Let's say that you are no longer identifying as a Christian, right? I'm not, that's not my spiritual practice, but I can sit at my altar and consider a gospel song that I know my ancestors loved or they connected to. And maybe this will help you, right? Figure that out for yourself. So I am going to hop to another quick topic that I wanted to share with you all. I mentioned in our last segment um, that I was going to talk about the Elohim, and we are going to do that, talk about what Elohim means and some of the secrets in that text of the Bible in just a moment. Stay tuned. All right, so let's jump in here. Um, I, I came across this topic when I, you know, I was looking at some of the posts and things that people were putting up about the new age to Jesus thing that we talked about in the last episode, um, how that's a trending topic, um, at least during this time that I'm recording. And I was looking over some of the, the different um, verses and things in the Bible that people were talking about. For instance, Psalms is very popular, right? Um, even if you're into hoodoo, Psalms um, is, holds a lot of importance, um, as well as, you know, some people talk a lot about Genesis. So we're going to talk about a couple of those verses, Psalms 78, 35, um, as well as Genesis 6, okay, that we're going to talk a little bit about right now. And um, as people were presenting these, you know, their views, right, in terms of the writing, um, and I and I won't go too far, but the writing that someone authored, right, in in that text, and you know, I saw it differently, and I, I think some people would see it my way. I think some people saw it my way. Others were trying to use it to prove their point about how you have to choose Christianity or how you have to follow Jesus or Yahweh. Um, however, I want to read it to you and I want you to decipher what you think, right? So Psalm seventy-eight thirty-five says, and they remembered that God Elohim was their rock and the high God, their redeemer. 
they remembered that God, Elohim, was their rock, and the high God, El Elyon, their redeemer, right? So that is telling you that for this group of people, right, that, that they were referring to in this text are saying that they remember that God is their rock and the high God is their redeemer. So some say that they're talking about um, Jesus and his father, right? Um, that, that could be the case, but let's continue. Let's go to um, Psalms 82, 1 right? God presides in a great assembly. He renders judgment among the gods, a divine council, right? I'm going to give you a little bit more background on that. A divine council um, is mentioned within Psalms about an assembly of deities over which a higher God presides. And it talks about God taking his place in this divine council um, in the midst of God's, he holds judgment. So when it says that God presides in the great assembly, he renders judgment amongst the gods. That makes me think, gosh, like the gods, plural. What does that mean? Because if it says gods, plural, that means that perhaps there were other gods Right? referring to the text, and that God was positioning himself to be, the for these people, the God. I want you to just think about that for a minute and what that means. Now, I know many would say that perhaps that has to do with all oh, the pagan practices and their, you know, people were worshiping you know, different um, deities, and this was God saying that you need to follow just my son and myself, and that's it. But I think it could also be an acknowledgement that, yeah, there were other practices going on. And for this group of people, for this specific group of people, that maybe they needed to fall in line with this God, if you will, um, to be able to navigate the world that they were in during that time, the political world that they were in. Let's not forget the cultural piece of people, right? The needs of people during that time. So how they needed to fall in line is really, that's, I think, how what, what it's speaking to. Now, Think about the different battles and wars and things that occurred. Who gets to take control over, over the land? Whose practices get picked up? Who gets to write the book? Who gets to write the story? Those who are still standing. So the people that were still standing perhaps were writing the book saying, hey, um, there should only be one God, and this God specifically that you need to follow, and all those other practices you need to push aside, right? We need to come together so that we can um, get our freedom. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that these beliefs and practices were meant for everyone, but that's how most people take it, right? That's what most people believe. I'm not telling you to be an atheist. I'm certainly not. 
great. I talk about manifestation through spirituality and connecting with our ancestors and our guides. So certainly I believe in spirit and our divine creator. But what I'm trying to get you to think about is when you're reading things, just like we were talking about the African spirituals, when you're hearing things, when you're reading things, decipher it, right, with your own discernment, right, with your own discernment. Because it should be up to you how you interpret it. Even though I'm reading it to you and I'm telling you, well, I'm reading this as a plural that they were talking about. There were many gods back then and people chose one God to meet their own needs, right? That's, that is my perception. I want you to have your own discernment when you're reading things to be able to guide your spiritual journey. So don't just take someone else's word for it or interpretation because when our ancestors were practicing their beliefs and they were connecting deities to their history and to nature and the various elements, people saw that as multiple gods with an S. And then the colonizers came in and said, you have only one God that you will follow. There'll be no one else. You will not bow down to idols, right? And so that piece of the culture was taking away, taken away, not just the spirituality, but the culture, the connection to the land and to the nature. I want you to get back outside and connect with our culture. Now, let me talk about one other piece before I let you all part. Genesis 6 talks about the sons of God, right? In the book of Enoch, it talks about um, the angels having children with um, human wives, right? So um, if you are not familiar with the book of Enoch, I suggest you look at it. It's quite interesting. It didn't make it into the Bible, um, but it has some interesting stuff there. And Genesis 6 talks about this. This is the reason why when women go into the church, at least back in the day um, and now, and, and those who practice a Jewish religion, some say, why they have to cover their heads because when they would go into um, their spiritual house, they um, the fear was that the angels, right? And I know this may sound completely crazy, but believe me, this is <laughs> documented. I am not making this up. I did not write this. I'm not saying that it really happened. I don't know, but I'm just saying what the text says that the angels. Um, saw the daughters of men and they were attracted to them. So now when women go into the church, they have to cover their head so that the angels will not be attracted to the women, the human women, because it's said that during that time in Genesis, they talk about the angels, right? Um, falling in love and I should say in the book of Enoch specifically, falling in love with human women and birthing children together who were the Nephilims. And the Nephilims were giants, right? So there's different parts of the Bible that allude to the giants um, in the Bible. This may sound like, what? This is completely crazy and far-fetched. This sounds like a fictional book, right? I am just giving you what's in there right? and, and the far-fetched thoughts that are um, documented 
Um, you may have to look for them, but it is in the Bible and very spelled out in the book of Enoch, hence why probably they did not include it in the text. Um, but it talks about the, the men multiplying with the daughters um, on the face of the earth and the giants on the earth during those days were the sons of God the daughters of men, and they bear children together. And the same became mighty men. And um, yeah, so there's, if you look up the giants, there's proof that people say that they actually did walk the earth. And this is something that is well documented. Um, I want you again to just take time to think about the practices and the beliefs. Um, don't let someone cherry pick things for you as you are making your decision on what you're doing with your spiritual journey um, as you're reading. Uh, I I want you, just like we just did with this, but the African spirituals, I want you to take verses like that, like go into Genesis 6, go to Psalms 82.1. Um, I want you to go in there and really pull apart the text, decode it, decode it for yourself. What does that mean? What are they really saying, right? What does it really mean in terms of um, the daughters of men, right? And angels coming together to create giants, makes me think about the gods and goddesses, right? Those who are connected closely to spirit and that that should not come to pass again. And that maybe the beauty that's seen and that feminine human and the indigenous people is something that people, other people perhaps um, see and they are attracted to and at times could have challenges with controlling themselves, right? I think about the challenges that our women have had to bear over the years. Um, the things that they had to endure during enslavement, even up to this time. How many of you ever feel like you have to downplay your sensuality because you don't want someone else to perhaps, you know, be offended? That should not be the case. We should be able to dress how we want to dress. We should be able to show our hair if we want to. And if we don't want to and protect it, that should be our right. To me, this thinks about this makes me think about the other conversation of, I don't know if you've all heard the song with Megan, Megan Thee Stallion right, and Cardi B, right? If you haven't, WAP, I'll let you look it up on your own. And there's a debate that some have had around that song. I have my personal feelings. I'll leave it to myself. There's various thoughts I can give you on a song. I don't really, I don't feel strongly either way about the song, but I will say in terms of the, if there is a positive side to it, is taking control over your own divine feminine energy. 
right? And really cultivating it for yourself and doing with it what you please, what you desire, what you will, but protect your energy. Know that when you do certain things, um, you do have to protect yourself so you're not drawing in negative um, energies or entities that could bring you down, right? So you still do have to protect yourself while you're walking in your power. So remember that. Not necessarily um, having to go as far as they did in that video, right? I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying that either. But it is your right. It's their right what they wanted to do as well, right? It is. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go too far in that. Um, but like I said, you know, I want you all to really tap into discernment, right? If I, I think that's the theme of this the conversation today, a little bit all over the place, but I just wanted to touch base with you all. Um, so tapping into your intuition, tapping into your discernment, healing the divine feminine so that we can all grow together, decoding the messages, right? So that you can educate yourself. And when we come back together again, we're going to have a wonderful conversation with some really explicit, direct um, tips on how to truly manifest, how to heal, um, how to bring in the things you want, um, how to follow the moon cycle, right? How to truly follow that, right? When do you want to um, bring in something? When do you want to release something based upon the moon phases, based upon the time of the day? I don't think we've really gotten into that. So we're going to have some really good conversations coming up. But I, I ask this of you, send me a message of topics that you may want to talk about. Go over to Patreon or send me an email. I'm really curious to hear things that you um, want me to talk about on the podcast. All right, everyone. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. I think this was just kind of a touch base moment with you all um, to not leave you too long without an episode, but I'll be coming back real soon. And I hope you all have a wonderful, beautiful evening, day, whatever time of the day it is or night. And I will talk to you next time. Take care.